The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show. I listen to get accurate, up-to-date information. I've learned so much from him. It is awesome. It's the best entertainment that I've found. You rock the health world. Keep it up. I love you. Now, the voice of health, freedom, and liberty, here's Robert Scott Bell. I was traveling yesterday. I was traveling all week and then yesterday uh, couldn't go live for a, for a lot of reasons, partly because I have figured out a way to broadcast from 35,000 feet in the air. And uh, thankfully, uh, Dr. Rasha Bittar with Advanced Medicine was uh, more than happy to go. All right, let's roll it into Tuesday. So here we go. Hour two is on. There is Dr. Rasha Bittar, my buddy, my pal. Thank you. Rescue me. I need help. All the help I can get today. Well, I am. I will do the best I can, Robert. I'm not <laughs> sure how uh, how effective I'll be, but I'll, I will do the best that I can. Well, listen, man, today you could, you could barely show up. It would be better than what I've been delivering. I'm just saying. So <laughs> he's not a high bar today. So you just relax and chill and go into it. <laughs> All right, man, you got it. We're ready. All right. Well, let me see if Super Don's in the mix on the, on this shot here. Yes, he is. But then you go away, and there he is again. So, uh, Super Don, I'm going to launch in with Doctor Batar. I'm going to uh, bypass Super D unless there's a, an urgent message from him. Uh, today, uh, one of the big stories that uh, Doctor Batar sent me, and y'all can see it if you're watching on YouTube up on your screen. NASA twin study shows how space flight affects astronauts' bodies. And I'm looking at these two guys that are supposedly identical uh, twins, Scott Kelly and his identical twin, uh, and they don't look the same anymore. I don't know if it's a space issue, but uh, you like outer space there, Dr. Batar. Tell us what you saw in this article. Well, Robert, it's uh, for me, what was fascinating about this article was that they talked about certain aspects that were unusual in their in their initial thought process that they they actually thought that they would be unusual changes. And they were looking at the long-term effects from space travel and staying out in an altered gravitational field for a prolonged period of time. And I think it was basically a year they were out. They were looking around 300 and some days. So it was well over 250 days, but I think they got close to a year, if not exceeding a year. And what was interesting is when I scanned the article, they were talking about some of the cognitive impairments that they saw in the twin that was in the uh in, in, in space in outer space right yeah but but they were there were certain other things that they saw which was they weren't even mentioned they were just kind of like briefly you know indicated but they didn't even really go into a dialogue about it, didn't discuss it and what was i don't know whether you noticed it or not whether you got a chance to read it or not but they were talking about altered uh gut microbiome they found mm-hmm. new species of bacteria that were growing in people's gastrointestinal uh, in, in that individual's gastrointestinal tract they also found an uh, increase in telomere length. Now, telomeres, uh, the basic thought process right now, for those that don't know, is that as we age, the telomeres get shorter and shorter, and they're supposed to be a marker for longevity. But they found that there was a transient increase in the telomere length in the individual that was in outer space. So I found that fascinating that you had one altered gut biome, microbiome with an increase in um, a variety of gut flora, and two, you had an increase in the telomere length. Uh, yet they were talking about some of the other detrimental effects. And, you know, here's the thing. I don't know what the implications of an individual being by themselves out in a 
I mean, you take a, you take you or me or anybody, and we put them in a in a box or in a in a in a confined area for a year by ourselves. Yeah. Well, what are the altered components of as from a from a neurological deficit standpoint? You know, I mean, you kind of tend to get go a little crazy. So I don't even know whether that you can really quantify those components that they were talking about as potential as potential um, detrimental effects. Mm-hmm. Because again, they weren't in a social environment; they weren't getting the human interaction that is necessary for life, which we all know. So. I believe that some of those components will yeah. be influenced by other lifestyle variables, but the increase in telomere length and the increase in the gut microbiome flora, very yeah. fascinating. Well, there was, and I'm highlighting it on the screen here for those watching us live on YouTube. He experienced some chromosomal instability that might reflect radiation exposure in space. This is a big part of what I've talked when I talked to a U.S. astronaut many years ago, interviewed him in Orlando. And he was a physician, a medical doctor, and he talked about that the shielding to go into deep space or beyond much of uh, our protective layer too high is is we don't have the shielding to get up there to protect the astronauts. Also, one other thing I found very funny, a flu shot given in space worked as well as it did on Earth. Well, that means it sucks just as bad. (laughs) You know, and here's the thing. We have no idea what these altered neurological observations that they made, you know, how much could that have been? From the flu shot, and they're saying, "Oh, it was about the same." You know, maybe maybe being out in uh, outer space may have protected him from some of it. I don't know. And he would have had, you know, th- there's no way of really knowing. There were too many variables that were not in a controlled environment, so you really can't say which one of those things could have been um, affecting him positively or negatively. But here's the thing: telomere length and uh, altered gut microbiome. We know that those are very tangible and measurable changes. So they definitely observe that. And that's something that I think we need to really start exploring because, you know, if you can increase telomere length and you can actually increase your gut microbiome level, hey, that's that's something we should be looking at. And if that's a flu shot that created that, we need to start reassess our, our, our <laughs> yeah. belief in the flu shot. Right. Maybe you should be getting them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now they Which said it's not that case. Uh, Dr. Batar, they said Kelly's DNA wasn't mutated in space, but the activity of many of his genes, how they switch on and off, did change, especially yeah. the last half of the voyage, which ended in March of 2016. So what do they mean by this? It wasn't mutated, but the activity of how they switched on and off. That seems to be there is a change. There, it's not that there wasn't. Well, you see, when we're talking about this, and I know you already know this, Robert, so you again, you know, just like to set me up to make me look like I'm smart or something, but um, you know, <laughs> maybe you're just doing it so you don't have to talk. Maybe that's, that's why it. you're doing it, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> so one of the things that very few people in the medical community understand, which obviously Robert and I understand this. This is something that uh, Dr. Lipton uh, talks about. In fact, I was on the I was on a live uh, Zoom call with him actually 48 hours ago. We did a we were just having a conversation with. Abby and myself and and Margaret, Dr. Lippin's wife and him. And uh, he's really excited about the conference coming up too. But it's interesting that the the lack of understanding among the medical community and failing to recognize that a gene simply is the, the gene simply codes for the protein. Mm-hmm. And if the genome was the key and the end all be all that it's promoted to be, then you would say, well, it's very easy. All we do is manipulate the gene and we're going to end up getting what we need to. Um, Robert, can you hear me? Okay. Or because I can hear you, your, your video uh, screen just kind of froze up on me there, but I can hear you just fine. 
Yeah, that's what I just noticed myself too. That that my my uh, video totally. This is a day for a lot of in, in, internet connection issues, right? This is what I'm thinking is going yep. on here today. Exactly. Um, so if the gene was the key, if it was a genome issue, then the gene itself would dictate the protein and it would be very easy for us to manipulate uh, pathology or you know disease outcomes and such because all we do is we go in and we and manipulate the gene and we get, the, get it to express the protein. And this is exactly what... The gene, we collect the genes. We can be want if desired. We get the gene to turn it off. We get the, another gene to turn the other protein on that we want this, that we want to have expressed. Doctor Batar, let me ask you if you wouldn't mind uh, disconnecting and reconnecting. I'm going to go to a quick break here because we want to get your video and audio back into the mix. Uh, just one of those uh, interesting Tuesdays, not a Monday, but a Tuesday that this is all happening on. So uh, stand by. We'll be right back with Dr. Rasha Bittar here on the Robert Scott Bell Show after this. Ready? Although Dr. Bittar was bringing it and uh, then it suddenly it just it just uh, crapped out. Uh, so, uh, you know, on to the space finale there, because I know he and I like space and science fiction and all of that. But I think the vast majority of what they're pretend, uh, pretending to do is science fiction, especially because bottom line, no human or animal can survive the cosmic radiation out there to begin with. So just, you know, don't tell me unless you've got multi-dimensional portals, you ain't going out in a spaceship to Mars. And there's debatability about moon, but I won't go into that. It's just, you know, looking at these things, you just got to ask the question because that's what you got to do. You got to be skeptical, but also reasonable and open to possible conclusions. But I am fascinated by that study related to the uh, DNA changes or the uh, signals turning them on and off in space being different. Again, some people will say that that didn't happen because nobody's up in the International Space Station. I don't know. I'm not well, up there. Well, keep in mind, and no. I thought it was interesting because mm-hmm. they did acknowledge in one of the articles I read about this story mm-hmm. that uh, the International Space Station apparently still flies under the magnetic shield that is around the earth that's why i so, said low earth orbit is reasonable right. that's why for my friends that think it's all fake 100 percent, nothing's real i go all right there's feasibility to certain aspects of being up there for a while now we know that the exposure is going to be greater because they you know years ago they i think they said they tried to make all of those international flights going across the pacific or you know the atlantic they made them night flights because the uh, radiation exposure for the crew much less the people on it was lower and now you're talking 35 40,000 feet so what do you think is going to happen at whatever how many feet are up there at, at that low earth orbit there's going to be more radiation and they acknowledge that but th- for them to then go hey let's just get some more money because uh tesla is going to or well, who's the guy musk is going to go to mars that's where super don i just can't i can't buy it i just can't buy it because unless we got you know instant portals and some have argued that's the way they're doing it. We got portals on the moon. We got portal. I mean, now you're getting into some wild Whatever. stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Well, if you, somebody somebody watched uh, <laughs> the movie Stargate one too many times or something. Perhaps. But uh, yeah. So yeah, deep space radiation. That is something that we have not figured out yet. Mm-hmm. I think we will eventually. Yeah. Uh, but we're not there yet. So still interesting and listen this is what they do is you know they send this stuff up to the international space station in order to see what happens when you know uh, things are are up there 
so it's very interesting to see what it is that they're discovering yeah um beyond beyond that i mean i i don't know i guess we'll just we'll just keep uh keep seeing what it is that they come up with so we uh what's we the next story on the list had any luck with connecting with uh dr patar i'm I hoping think. we can get it in a few minutes to try okay. again but tell me about the next story as i look at some options here well uh here's another study um having to do with vaccines and visit vaccine preventable diseases and apparently uh some there was some research that was done here this is uh published over at health impact news mm-hmm. and they found a correlation between vaccine preventable diseases and increased vaccine rates hmm. what do you think about that well it seems counterintuitive doesn't it i mean well the vaccines are supposed to that's why they call them vaccine preventable diseases right mm-hmm. because if you get the vaccine it prevents the disease according to the theory but in this case what they found is an increase in the diseases with the increased vaccination rates. Now, how could that be happening? Hmm. Uh, you know, here, I'm, I'm going to just like show you the screenshot here just so you can see it all. Statistics link rise of vaccine preventable diseases to increased vaccination rates. Uh, again, this shouldn't happen. This should not be happening. And yet, uh, <laughs> you know, what have we been saying about vaccines? Vaccines don't prevent disease. If anything, they could prevent the expression of certain diseases in other words how they manifest but now we're seeing they're a primary culprit in the spreading of disease and of course the issue of chronic disease the development of chronic disease is something that is uh yeah you know you cannot overlook and that's a big big problem here that if they don't look at it they have no integrity you know what's the trade-off if you think that oh i got look at look my upload speed is low but no, it's not that bad. It should be fine. Everybody can see that. I was just running a test, y'all, when I was just uh, talking here. See how I have to multitask to get this thing going. I see Dr. Batar is connected, but I don't think he. we can hear him. You see the screen? It's kind of flashing green like the Matrix. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. see anything on my end here. Yeah, it's like the Matrix is going on out there. So uh, if we go back to this, uh, let's see. Statistics link rise of vaccine preventable diseases to increased vaccination rates. A mass hysteria regarding so-called measles epidemic breaking through around the globe. It's, it's not. It's mass media that's hysterical. And the average person is going, this is so stupid. Um, measles is on the rise worldwide despite vaccine mandates. In February 2019, science director published a paper titled Measles Outbreak in Italy, a paradigm of the reemergence of vaccine-preventable diseases in developed countries. Uh, The paper was uh, written in 2017. Significant rise in the number of measles cases in both Romania and Italy, two countries where the MMR vaccine has been mandated. Now, if we look at the the Navy ship, Super Don, that's out there with Marines on it, 100%. With the the mumps-like illness? Yeah, 100%. Mumps-like. Yeah, 100%, uh, what would you call it, uh, compliance? Vaccine compliance, Vaccine mandate. Absolutely. There's no explanation other than the vaccine doesn't work. Now, we would probably posit that specifically to the mumps based on the whistleblower lawsuit against Merck, where they had to spike the uh, uh, antibodies with rabbit's blood to show 95% titers so that Merck would be granted a monopoly on the MMR vaccine. And so (laughs) this, this, uh, you know, this is coming home to roost for them. No doubt that if you have a, a ship full 
of people who are fully vaccinated and up to date on every shot or else they're court martialed or threatened with court court martial. Then you have 100 percent or a spread pretty much like wildfire through the entire ship with this mumps or mumps like disease. They initially tried to say it wasn't mumps. Then, you know, that the vaccine itself doesn't work and the false reliance upon it and the actual damage to the immune system is something that is becoming more and more apparent, more and more obvious, not just to the Hasidic Jewish population of Brooklyn, New York, but to, well, perhaps everybody. They say particularly of higher intelligence, college educated, and they're trying, they're saying that's the vaccine paradox. They don't understand what's going on there, but I do. I mean, it means that people are putting two and two together and there's not a whole heck of a lot they can do about it to put it back in the bottle or in the syringe at this point. So I think inevitably we've already won. Del Bigtree said that, and I agree. It's just a matter of how much carnage is going to take place uh, before they admit it and go, yeah, it's self-evident that these vaccines don't work. Yeah, well, and and it's interesting, and some people have been pointing this out, including RFK Jr., mm-hmm. that the media is, for some reason, just not really interested in the mumps situation that's going on in the country. Everybody's right. focused on the measles, mm-hmm. right? The deadly, horrendous, Armageddon measles outbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, yet, there, there are cases of mumps that are popping up around the country. I think yeah. there's like, last number I saw was like in the 300. Uh, right. somebody correct me if i'm wrong somebody has a different number yeah uh and rfk is is uh wondering why is the media making it not mentioning anything about the mumps crisis that's going on why is why is the measles mm-hmm. the one yeah exactly uh so listen i'm, I'm trying to get dr batar plugged back in i can't hear him i can't his screen is black and i don't know what is happening today and this will be a michael bolden question for after the show our buddy from the 10th amendment center who knows this program because i did nothing i changed nothing and there's obviously but then again we had a first uh first quarter of the hour with dr batar that was fantastic visually audio wise everything was fine so you know are there uh so-called internet uh demons trying to you know, curtail our uh, our sharing of this information with Dr. Batar because there's a lot of good stuff that uh, we want to cover this hour. We are anyway. I'm trying, you know, limping along. <clears throat> Latest study here shows one in 59 children uh, lives with autism. You know, when you compare that to the one in X number of thousands of you, you name something else and you go, wait a sec, one in 59. What else is one in 59 or close to that? that it would not be considered a crisis beyond all crises. And it's probably, as we know, higher than that based on all neurological uh, damage and issues, autoimmune issues, etc. And the largest study of its kind uh, is uh, searching for breakthrough treatments. That's what they're saying here. In Autism Awareness Month, um, they're looking at other options. Now, I, again, want to recommend to you to buy, if you can, I don't know if they banned it on Amazon. I know there's a petition not to abandon an Amazon, but the vaccine, the autism vaccine by Forrest Moretti, I'm 236 pages through it. And it is a fascinating historical perspective that really puts, puts this stuff on notice, you know, and it's, yeah, obviously mercury is a huge role in here, but there's another metal that began to be used. And that's when they started seeing the uptick of this stuff. It was quite extraordinary. Uh, so to see that, uh, in this case, one in 59 and climbing, and it's not considered a crisis. And in fact, the opposite, especially in Democrat left-leaning states where they're looking to remove religious exemptions and make it difficult to impossible to get medical exemptions. I don't have a lot of love loss for my Democratic liberal friends other than RFK Jr., who has extraordinary integrity. 
uh, as a Democrat and a, le- and a liberal uh, to speak out, to say, you know what, I care more about the kids rather than pharma. And the irony, of course, Super Don, is that with the, the pharmaceutical industrial complex, they basically, uh, they've got the lefts by the you-know-what. They are worshiping at the church big time. And they're, and they're basically putting it out there that uh, you've got to do our bidding. Here's the money. And they're doing it in every state where they have a domination of both houses and the governorship in particular, Colorado now, I think is a big one. Oregon, as you know, they're doing their level best to eliminate medical exemption. Super D. Yeah. Or make it well, hard. This is, this is, yeah, this, there, there's a move. There's definitely a movement going on uh, to try and do that. And the thing is, is when you have one state that, mm-hmm. Uh, succeeds in doing something like that then then the the, all the rest of the states try and follow suit right somebody somebody starts somebody opens the door and they all jump on but at the same time you know i i want to make sure that people understand this isn't all bad news because at the same time we are finding bills that are being introduced in the states that are trying to counter these things as well Mm-hmm. So look, there's a fight going on on both sides. Now you're not going to hear about that in the news as much mm-hmm. because they don't want people to know that, right? Yeah. They they recognize the fact that if if uh, you know one state file you know issues a bill or introduces a bill that will give parents more freedom, mm-hmm. that they they don't want other, anybody else to get the same idea, right? right? Yeah. And this is why it's very important for people to stay in touch with these organizations in their states. And if you don't know who they are, there are resources out there. Mm-hmm. NVIC has a great one. Yeah. If you go to the uh, NVIC advocacy uh, page where right. you can get involved and find out what's going on in your state, what's going mm-hmm. on in your county, right? Because that's where it starts. It has to start somewhere, right? Exactly. And, and it's not one of those things where it can start from the top and work its way down. Although it is important to keep tabs on what started, what's going on at the top. But you got to start off in your own county, in your own state, uh, and be involved there on and, and being in touch with what it is going on in your local governments. Right, right. All right, we're uh, still trying to get Dr. Batar connected in. I'm going to take a quick break. My apologies, sincere apologies, honestly, uh, today. Uh, we're going to take another break. Normally, we don't take many breaks, as you know. That's the fun of the uh, RSB Show 2.0. Uh, this is one of the Twilight Zone versions, and that's uh, you know what's happening in the first week. Not expecting it this week. But again, with the way I feel, I am all not all that surprised. So uh, we're going to try and reconnect with Dr. Batar in a moment. Stick with us. Uh, if you've got questions or comments, if we can't get Dr. Batar on, I will come back to you on uh, watching live on YouTube or listening through Natural News Radio next. All right, y'all. We're going back at it again, Super D. Everything I try today uh, seems to be uh, uh, falling, uh, you know, just like I <coughs> excuse me, feel like I am uh, today. You know, sometimes those days when you say, I shouldn't show up to work, you really shouldn't. <laughs> so <laughs> my, my deepest gratitude for all of y'all for bearing with us today because, uh, we, you know, Batar brings it, as you know, Dr. Batar brings it. I want to invite you to something that will not be dependent upon internet connection, and that is the Advanced Medicine Conference. Uh, If you go to robertscottbell.com, robertscottbell.com, I'm going to show you that right now, Uh, bring you over to that screen. And if you go down here, we got Advanced Medicine with Dr. Batar, some of the stories we wanted to cover. There's a link right here you can see on the screen, those of you watching live on YouTube or later on Brideon. Uh, we got special deals for Robert Scott Bell Show listeners, Dr. Batar, Bruce Lipton, Del Bigtree, uh, Ty Bollinger, Dr. Patrick Quillen, Nia Peoples. Uh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be extraordinary. Uh, 
what a great way to spend Memorial Day weekend. Why not, right? You're going to do something. How about that for a road trip? That'll be a quick one. It won't be so brutal. I might have to think, rethink my plans in terms of how I'm going to run this one. Uh, but there is that. And I know Autism One is coming up just prior to that and during the same week. So uh, let's see if uh, we can get y'all in your seats there. And we will not be disrupted by any internet issues. In fact, we will have Paul Baratero there. So you know we're going to have key home cell technology and key shield technology to address the uh, the dangerous uh uh, 5g that might be happening in los angeles i'm not sure as well but if you look on the right side of the page here at robertscottbell.com and scroll down from the top if you're watching on your phone of course it'll end up i think on the bottom but the advanced medicine conference is there uh we got a nice uh, link to the health ranger store that helps us and helps the health ranger do what he's doing so great we got a link to better way health betterwayhealth.com slash radio get your best deals dr frank king our buddy dr king drkings.com of course the unlock the power to heal book that i wrote with ty bollinger still going strong and our friend jackie and john friends jackie and john husband wife team doing great work with kratom organic kratom is everybody's trying to ban it from the federal and the state level it's like this is great medicine from god as well uh we've got links to robert's water synergy science robertswater.com and just skip skip it on down i don't know if the eastern medicine uh is still available but i mentioned earlier today the van vcd which if you click on that link it's really amazing. It'll take you to a place where you can fill in a, uh, a survey and report about how your kids are based on their vaccine, um, I don't, levels. I mean, did they do everything? Did they do some of it? Did they do none of it? And report, self-reporting from a parental observation perspective, and we're getting a lot of great information from that. Our friends at uh, Stockton Allo One, now known as Haley Nutrition, Allo One, A-L-O-E-1.com, also giving you discounts to the Robert Scott Bell Show. All the 100% whole food nutrition we get from ChooseToBeHealthy.com. And our friends, of course, at Plus CBD Oil, P-L-U-S-C-B-D-Oil.com, RSB15 gets you 15% off every day. And I would like you to obviously support our natural products retailers out there, mom and pop stores especially, and of course, links to the truth about cancer. All right, Super D, where we where we traverse from here? Like I said, you know, I walked in, hobbled. I know that if our friend Darla Shine watches this, I'm going to be in so much trouble. She's going to yell and she's going to say, <laughs> you should not have gone to air today. But I'm like, what are you, you know, doing? I feel an yes. obligation to, to bring it no matter what. And, you know, maybe she, maybe she's right. Who am I going to argue with Darla? But uh, I could feel it. Right. But again, it wasn't our intention to go that way. It just. Just uh, the uh, the technology gods did not cooperate today as well, uh, which compounded how I feel coming off of this uh, this trip, which was, by the way, right. the most amazing part, uh, you know, connecting with our friends from Canada. And we did have some folks from uh, the states that drove up as well. And, uh, you know, I want to say thanks to Antonio, one of the kindest men you'll ever meet who helps to run it every year, just does extraordinary things goes out of his way to help out and uh so i'm just like speaking so. of of canada what was it that you lectured on up there uh well i lectured on um the neurological degradation diseases for one and uh that was the the finale and i talked about all the threats to the health of uh of all of us here I, dr batar's trying to reconnect again and it's a blank screen dr batar can you hear me because no, I'm not hearing him at all. It's still, still not going on. But I opened talking about how to raise healthy kids, of all things. It's like, I think I'm qualified at this point. <laughs> With my son at 19, my daughter almost 14, never having been vaccinated, never having received an antibiotic injection, not even one, I wanted to share, folks, what I did, how I raised them, and how uh, anybody else could do it too. And, of course, talked about secret ingredients in the movie, 
right, that uh, Jeffrey Smith and Amy Hart put together. And that's helping even kids to go to their mom and dad and say, hey, you know what? Stop buying this garbage. We need organic non-GMO food in our house. Uh, so it was a, a big thing there. There was an opening uh, panel discussion. Uh, Dr. Marlene Siegel was on it. Dr. Guntry, who I'd met for the first time, pretty cool talking about lectins. And Rachel Parent from Kids Right to Know. And she was on the show on Sunday, of course. That was really awesome. And so uh, we got to cover, God, it was like living in harmony with nature. But it was really it was really it was really good. All the stuff that we brought about from you know economic issues to governmental issues to personal responsibility issues, and so there was a lot of great information coming through Super Don. I, again, I was grateful for the opportunity and the folks there. They really receive it well, and they keep inviting me back. I keep wondering why, but somehow it's okay. We keep going. All right, excellent. Well, I uh... do we miss any other stories? That's all we had on the. <laughs> oh man, this is like a, this is like a, you know, this is the proverbial uh, radio train wreck today. That's uh, yeah. I was I going mean, to I, go. I, I was I've going to. Some, I've got some stuff here. I suppose we could try and go into, but no. Uh, you it, heard what I wanted to do is, is I wanted to turn it over to our viewers and our, our live chatters. Yeah, nobody's asking. Nobody's asking questions. Well, thanks RSP. a lot, y'all. What is that? We got, I asked we for are, help. We got a suggestion here. Let's yeah. see what we do have here. All right, I, yeah. I, we can give our, our our listeners a hard time here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Skydance says RSB, you should get Jordan Sather on your program. Mm-hmm. You familiar with who Jordan Sather? Oh yeah, no, he does some good tweets. We follow each other on Twitter, okay, uh, and he's relating uh, a lot on the vaccine issue. I like what he's sending out there. I don't know all the, of what he does. Um, there's some, you know, there's, we're not the only ones doing this now. So, right, I'm happy to have him on. I'm happy to have him on. I want to thank Minnie Nikki for uh, for uh, attempt. She's listening to Batar right now because apparently okay. he's still live on Facebook. Of course, and uh, he's been uh, putting out messages that that we suck, and he doesn't want to be on our show. Ever. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm kidding. No, yeah. uh, that uh, every time he's tried to reconnect, it hasn't worked, and there's yeah, no explanation. I don't know. I don't know why we're yeah. having we're having. So you know, there's been a lot of talk here in the chat room while we've been having these problems here about ozone mm-hmm. and people talking about ozonated water. Mm-hmm. How would you say that ozone? Yeah, ozone-aided. ozonated. Yeah, very ozonated well said. Water. Yeah, you did well. Yeah, things like that. I'm not really familiar with ozone, uh-huh. uh, or you know what to do with it, or or whatever. You have any opinion on that? Well, ozone is an oxidative therapy, and it can be helpful. But one of the things Doctor Batar brings up, and rightly so, for the children with uh, autism or on the spectrum, the mercury toxicity issue. If it's not addressed, and you go into hyperbaric treatments with ozone flooding the body with oxygen, that could be very harmful to them. So I think the caveat here is if you're using uh, oxidative therapy, you want to be sure that you've removed uh, the other offending uh, oxidizer, so to speak, the heavy metals, per- perhaps, not perhaps, but definitely, uh, that devastate your cells already and you add into the mix oxygen. This is why I think uh, the future of water as medicine involves the H part of the equation, not the O as much. Again, not saying there's never a place for ozone in terms of addressing uh, microbes or even sometimes cancer. It could be an, a, an a, uh, adjunct therapy. But the hydrogen is going to help reduce oxidative damage and stress, protect the cells, your healthy cells that are being overwhelmed. And if you don't have enough selenium in your system, you can't defend against oxidative stress and damage. So that's another factor here to consider with ozone. And I know it sounds like I'm pooping all over ozone, but, but I'm just, you know, pointing out 
that there are appropriate times and places for oxidative therapies. And it's not every time, it's not every place. Uh, but I would love for you to include the molecular hydrogen we get from uh, uh, Synergy Science, the Echo Water, which we'll talk about also at, uh, at the Advanced Medicine Conference. So that'll be awesome. Dude, I'm so sorry Dr. Batar is not with us. It's like, a, I don't know what to do. Just kind of carry on. What other uh, questions or comments coming in from uh, the mm. Twitter or the chat room? Mm. That's the thing. You know, I expect that uh, we're going to get picked up by those who carry us on these days, which is rare that it happens. And uh, if we have, I know Steve Feld is out there in the audience as well, but I don't know what he was even commenting. Well, on. here's, here's, here's something that just came in from uh, can S mm-hmm. and I've heard of this sort of thing before. I'd be interested yeah. to hear what you have to say. A family friend swears by drinking food grade hydrogen peroxide. Well, similar uh, in the oxidation potential, right? Uh, the hydrogen peroxide is more of an oxide or an oxygen, or it's a, it's a free radical. It's a, uh, and oxidizing therapy. So again, it can be used for good purpose when appropriate, uh, but to over rely upon therapies that create inflammation potentially in the body. Again, if there's a, um, a major microbial burden, it could be argued that, that you can clear it, right? You can ozonate the blood. You could follow on with uh, the silver hydrosol. Of course, the Argentin 23 is what doctors use, but that's the sovereign silver I have there. Uh, but yeah, you can utilize that in conjunction with it. But remember also, oxygen is needed for the production of reactive oxygen species, ROS. ROS is what the body's immune system, immune cells, white blood cells, B lymphocytes use to target and engage, if you will, with the bad guys. So again, I I recognize that uh, oxygen and oxidative therapies have their place, and even hydrogen peroxide does, but you've got to determine what you need to achieve. And does it require more oxidation or does it require more prevention or reversal of these <clears throat> oxidative actions we've talked with uh morley robbins over time about uh the you know iron the iron issue with the lack of copper what is happening there so um iron you know, iron 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 you know who else says iron? It's, it's funny every time you say that it reminds yeah. me of the looney tunes cartoons yeah uh bugs bunny used to say iron yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's like you and bugs bunny are the two uh yeah. The two that say it that way. Minnie Nikki says, Dr. Batar says I'm going to buy her lunch at the Advanced Medicine Conference. Go <laughs> on with that. If I show up with Canadian money, I don't know if that'll work or not. But uh, let's see. What do we got here for kids? We got some kids stories here to wrap up, I There's think. A, a couple of kids. And I, we could probably just end the show after we're done with this here. But yeah. um, this this latest story here, this just came out. Mm-hmm. And this comes from one of my favorite website studyfinds.org dot org uh and dude this is like this is sad uh in the uk they did a a survey of a thousand british children Mm -hmm. ages six to twelve yeah and uh they found that one in five of these kids did not know i hope you're sitting down yeah apples grow on trees what they didn't know where apples came from. Let's see. Th- this is a disaster, you know, with public education. Hold on, Super Don. I got. I, I I just got to look at this. I'm like nine in ten children don't know bananas, strawberries grow on plants. What? Yeah. Well, where do they come from? <laughs> well, ages. Uh, you know, I grew up. It was the grocer's freezer, and it magically appeared in in the grocery store. So how could you? How could you have a kid? And not teach that kid that apples grow on trees, or yeah, I, 
what about school, man? I mean, isn't this the kind of stuff you would learn in school? No, nah, school is only taught t- teaching kids about the glory of government and to give up their rights for collectivism and socialism and you know all that. How, crazy how stuff. would kids not know that apples grow on trees or be aware that bananas and strawberries come from plants? Parents, you got to do a better job if you expect government. Something do- is very indoctrination wrong in there. Teach your kids. Fifty percent of those surveyed didn't know that grapes grew on vines. Four in ten children thought cherries grew on bushes, vines, or plants instead of trees, I guess. Yeah. And another 14% thought melons grow underground. (laughs) Wow. I know. I should be laughing. That's pretty sad. Well, I mean, you do laugh, but at the same time, it's like you're laughing because you don't know what what else. Should you be angry? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Sad? Maybe. Shocked? Unbelievable. All right, there's another story here. I think this is where we got to yell at our children because if they don't know this, something's gone really wrong. Uh, Here we go. You're a parent. I'm a parent. All right, Super Don's a grandparent. Not fair. (laughs) I'm sorry. Parents have 2,184 arguments with their children each year. Oh, my gosh. That's scary. 2,184 arguments? Is this out of of England? They wouldn't do that in America, would they? Or Canada. (laughs) They're too nice. According to the survey of 2,000 British adults with kids between the ages of 2 and 12, parents have an average of 2,184 arguments with their children every year. Broken down, that translates to 182 spats per month, 42 per week, or six each day. Does that sound accurate to you? You know, I've never considered it. I'm sure there are times when preteens to teen years, there are a lot of arguments that happen when they develop their independence. But again, this is a lot of fighting. I I hope this is not the the norm everywhere. Here's the question. What constitutes an argument? I suppose. I mean, if if you walked in, you said, Hey, uh, you know, you need to need to clean up your room. And it was, well, I, I don't, I would, why do I have to clean up my room? I, you know, I, I can do it later or something like that. Is that an argument? I don't know that, you know, that's more just teenage whining. Although of, the age, you know what the age bracket they're talking about here is quite interesting. They're saying between the ages of two and 12. Oh, it's younger than I don't than remember I having real arguments with my two year old. Yeah. It's younger than um, I thought. Most of these arguments, the survey yeah. shows concerns children's preferences and what activity they want to participate in or what they want to eat or drink on a daily basis. Youngsters not eating everything on their plate at mealtime is the most common cause of these arguments. Followed by arguments over unclean bedrooms. Third on the list was children demanding unhealthy snacks or refusing healthy options. Well, there you go. I, I can see that. That'll happen time to time. Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't know. I'm done, Super Don. I'm like, okay. I need to go to bed. I mean, if you got something better. Nah, we'll, we'll, we'll end just a few minutes early today and yeah. give you a break. Uh, and then y'all we'll, can go over and watch Dr. Batard do his thing without us, and we'll figure this out and do advanced uh, medicine Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. I don't care, but we got to get this uh, thing back back on the hook uh, because it was just a wild, wild Tuesday today from not being able to honor and acknowledge uh, Antoine Bechamp with Chris Barr, not a doc, uh, to a great start to the hour with Dr. Batard, and then who knows what, who knows what happened. So we'll reach out to Michael Bolden in the 10th amendment center and figure it out. And super Don, you've got some real creativity here for our, uh, uh, our, our audio, uh, uh, replayers. 
figure yeah, this thing out. Yeah, and so again, you know, if uh, if you if you uh, happen to be a part of a state uh, or local health freedom organization, please reach out to me. I'd like to maybe speak with you um, about what, you know this project that we're working on, which would be a twenty-four hour, seven day a week audio stream that would be focused around what's happening with the health freedom organizations around the country, in particular talking about what's happening with the vaccine issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could just go over to robertscottbell.com, click on the contact uh, tab and uh, drop me a message and I will be in contact with you and I'll keep you posted on how that develops. Uh, I'm hoping that we might be able to get this done by the end of the month. Oh, that would be, you know, you're ambitious. You know that. I'm going to, uh, let's see. I'm going to says, cl- says the guy who jumped into this, uh, this, uh, new format software, uh, with both feet and blindfolded. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I know I, you, you <laughs> called me out. All right. I'm, I'm right now looking at, uh, the Robert Scott Bell show on natural news radio. What super Don has just mentioned is that we, we've got a 24 seven stream going out through naturalnewsradio.com. And you have links to our latest videos. Everything goes out uh, initially on YouTube, but also then on Brighteon, which we really want you to, uh, you know, plug into and watch and say thanks to the Health Ranger uh, with us and for us as well. And uh, again, the stream is available 24-7. I'm looking at it. It says listen now. And there's live stream as well, Super Don. You know how those links are working there at the top of the page at Natural Listen News now gives you the audio stream uh, and the the other one. The live stream is for the video. Okay. So the audio stream is what we're talking about, and this would be something you you, know, you can still you can listen to it on your phone, you can listen to it on your computer, um, but it would be the twenty four hour audio stream. So it would be the listen. Okay. That's the one we'd be talking about. What was this breathing thing that uh, Ken is telling me to, to look into? Um, There's somebody the named method. Wim Hof, I think it was. Or okay. Uh, hold on, I have to go back to it again. All right, I'm I'm happy to look into. You it. thought it was breathing. warm hot, but no, it's somebody. It's okay. somebody's a name, Wim Hof. Gotcha. Now, I I, I don't yeah, know. Wim Hof breathing technique. By the way, the breathing technique uh, was was good. Uh, I think uh, last week in New York City, we made it through thanks to Carol Alt and uh, of course Liana Werner Gray, and Carol now has the uh, the key home cell because of the EM fields there in in New York City. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking to her about that as well. You know, I'm looking back at the uh, uh, Brighteon videos and, you know, listen, we did a lot while I was out of town, even though uh, it was a difficult thing. Uh, last week we had, uh, of course, um, Jonathan Emord. We had Ty Bollinger and his, uh, his the cutoff shirts, his lumberjack cutoff shirts. We had some fun discussions there in Canada at the total health conference. And in Rachel parent was great to have on. And as you said, uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Cacao. Cacao Monkey. Cacao Monkey, right? Yes. Uh, yes. From French Canada. And uh, so, y'all, if you haven't ca- caught that, there was also the, uh, the 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 big Star Trek device behind us at that at that time, too, which was really cool. And you can see that here video-wise at brighteon.com. Mm-hmm. So with that, like I said, I'm grateful for all of y'all and your your patience with us today. It was certainly not the way I had intended for it to go. I've, you know, I've been on this show, you know, and I've told you off of trips where I don't feel great, uh, but usually the technical side can still go strong. Today, for whatever reason, it wasn't happening. I don't know if uh, Mercury or Venus is in retrograde. Super Nani, you'll have to investigate that and let me know. <laughs> but <clears throat> in okay. the meantime, I think I'm going to sign us off here. 
and say mm-hmm. thank you. Y'all go watch Dr. Batar on his Facebook Live. I might join him in a bit too. Uh, in the meantime, thanks so much. Uh, no bonus extra time today. I should, yeah, look, I'll accept prayers too. I will. It helps all the energy I could use. And uh, God bless y'all. Remember the power to heal. Uh, it really is yours. Thank you. Thank you once again. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show.